This is Parables of the Divorce CEO, where men have real and raw conversations about the pain, suffering, and loneliness of divorce. Welcome to this week's episode of A Divorce CEO. I am your host, Peter Avalon Northstar, the founder and creator of The Divorce CEO. And on this week's episode, learning to bring the joy. It was January of 2014. I had just landed in Toronto. My wife picked me up in the airport. I noticed the distance that was already present as we saw each other, hugged each other and kissed each other. As we drove home after I had been in Denmark for a month, almost a month, taking care of the final details, celebrating New Year's and Christmas with my family and at the same time putting uh, the urn of my mother into the ground. As I had been in Denmark, I had been searching for work because as you know, I was fired three days before I left to go back to Denmark. And so I found this really, really great job. It wasn't training athletes, it was training uh, regular people that had uh, injuries or people that just wanted to get in shape after a long time of not having done anything. It was a job at a more high-end type of uh, boutique fitness gym. So it was the first time I was around people that actually had a lot of money. It was the first time I got to see how people that have millions and have huge companies, how they actually function, both in terms of how they set up their days, but also in terms of how they lead teams, how they lead their companies. And it was an incredible experience for me to learn and see some of the issues and challenges that you have as an entrepreneur and as a business owner. Things that I had known from my own business life, but had kind of, I wouldn't say forgotten, but I, had, I hadn't been as focused on because now I was working in a job position. And so it was nice to be um, aware of these things again and see that we all have these challenges when we run businesses. We all have these challenges when we've, we're faced with uncertainty in, in our company of how to make more money, how to create more revenue, how to lead teams and so forth. So it was a great opportunity for me to be involved with people that, like me, were very driven and had aspiration of creating unique things in the world. And so this was a great opportunity for me and something I was very grateful for and something I was very blessed to be part of. And I took this job very serious because I got a lot of responsibility straight off the bat. My boss respected me a lot because I was a little bit older than some of the other trainers there. He respected me because I was European, have a different background, have a lot more schooling than some of the people I work with. And so he straight off the bat had very high expectations to me and what I could accomplish in this company. So all of a sudden I had to grow into a person that was not just a trainer and a coach, but somebody who was also a leader. So I had to learn how to be a leader in my field. And he quickly transitioned me from just training clients to actually moving into more of a management sales position because he realized that I was fairly good at talking to people. I had a good rapport with people. People liked me. It was easy for me to 
share with them why it was important to be healthy because I was passionate about health. I was passionate about being in shape. So it was very easy for me to sell them personal training, group classes, and so forth because I understood what the consequence would be if you don't take care of your body. And so he got me into the position of sales fairly quickly. And little by little, I got better and better at selling. And then more or less, most of my time there was spent just solely selling. While I was there, I decided that it would be a good fit for me to learn a little bit more, to be able to connect better with people. And so I decided to go back to school and do a course in neurolinguistic programming. Now, I had studied neurolinguistic program many, many times before, but I hadn't taken an actual certification. Like when I was part of, uh, before leaving to Canada, I did uh, a year or a year and a half of psychotherapy where NLP was a huge part of it. But now I, I was like, I pulled it out as a specialty and wanted to specialize specifically in that and learning more about how to utilize it, how to become a better communicator and how to be better in sales roles. And so I began my path of learning and going back to school, which was great for me because it gave me space to also deal with some of the things that was going on with my marriage. Having been in Denmark, having had my, the loss of my mother, there was a shift in my perspective. There was a shift in my mindset that led me down this to, to ask this question is like, is this really all there is to life? If I die tomorrow, will I have lived the best life possible? Would I have been the best version of myself possible? And I kept getting the same answer. No, I had not lived fully and I had not become the best version of myself. And so I was faced with this reality every time I looked myself in the mirror and I was thinking about my mother and I was thinking about her life and I was thinking about all the lost opportunities, all the choices that she made, all of the fear she had of taking risk, all of the all of the lost potential and possibilities that she left this world with. She left this world with her best song in her because she was afraid, just like the rest of us. We're afraid of screwing up. We're afraid of fully being seen for who we are and then not being liked for that. And so it's easy for us to hide. It's easy for us to, to just fit in with the crowd and not do anything that's different or, or extraordinary because we're so afraid of being judged that it's better just to stay quiet, hide and do what everybody else does, which is essentially be like everybody else. And so I was constantly faced with this question all the time. And then the notion of all the drama in my marriage all of the pain and all of the, like the disconnect we had, the lack of communication, the me trying to reach out to her and saying, listen, I want to connect with you. I need to connect with you. I need us to have more intimacy. I need us to be closer. I need us to feel like we are a couple and not just friends living together. And I even suggested, let's do couples counseling. Like, let's try to figure out what it is that is 
holding us back from becoming the best married couple we can possibly be. But just like with my mother, my wife was afraid. She was afraid with the answers that would come out of the questions that would be asked her if we did go to couples therapy. The questions could be, are you happy in your marriage? Do you love your husband? Right? There's a ton of questions that could bring up things where she felt unsafe. And so every time I asked the same question about how can we become the best couple, she just said, well, we're, we're good as it is. We don't fight. We don't blah, blah, blah. There's always this we're, we're good. But here's the thing. I didn't want to be good. I wanted to be great. I wanted to have a marriage that was on fire. I was tired. I was tired of living a mediocre life where I didn't get to live a life on fire. A life where I was fucking on fire. Where my marriage was on fire. Where our sex life was on fire. Where people would be inspired by the energy that we had created in our relationship because we loved each other that's what i wanted and that's what i was trying to tell my wife let's go get that but like many other times in the past when i had asked these things she was reluctant to do anything she was reluctant to work with me because again like most people just like my mother she was afraid It is this whole idea that if we start changing our reality, if we start changing our current state, will we then move forward in a direction that is worse or better? And if it is the worst situation possible that we're heading towards, then we might as well just stay where we are, right? People want change, yet they don't want to change. I saw that all the time in the fitness industry. People wanted to have a six pack. People wanted to look sexy naked. People wanted to have bigger arms. Whatever their goal was, everybody came in and had an idea of what they wanted. Yet very, very few of the people that came in were willing to put in the time, effort and the work to achieve that. Because Moving from where you are today to another place that is essentially bigger and better and more expansive as a version of yourself takes effort and energy and will create pain and discomfort. Because as we go through the change, we will be faced with situations and scenarios that are not always pleasant. And we will have to face truth. A truth of our life and the current reality that we're living. Just like I was faced with after my mom passed away. It was like somebody ripped away the carpet under my feet. And I had the realization that it, like, is this really all there is to life? And if it is, then this is a fucking waste of life and time. Because I realized how shitty my reality was. There is good things in my reality, but there was a lot of things that I wanted to have way better. There are situations where I wanted 
my life to be on fire. I wanted more happiness. I wanted more joy. I wanted more love. I wanted more connection. And so I set out on that journey because one of the things that I realized was that all of the petty things that we fought about in our marriage, all of the stupid things that I heard her family fight about, they just did not matter anymore to me because I had just lost my mother. And because of that, the realization I had is that life is precious and you have to live it each moment by moment. Because you never know when you will go. You never know when your last breath is here. And so you better fucking make the best out of your life as long as you're here. Or else you just wasted space. And I've seen so many people which I would consider wasted space. Right? The dead men and women walking around in the world. Pretending like everything is fucking amazing. And yet they're burning inside with pain and sorrow because they want a better life and yet they're unsure of how to get it. They're unsure and they're afraid of going out there to get it or to chase it. And so they stay stuck where they are and they then, what? Sedate. Sedate with alcohol, with drugs, with porn, cheating, fantasies, whatever the fuck it is. Instead of actually going out into the world and getting what you want. And so I said on this journey, I decided and I was determined that no matter what, I would create a lifestyle that I would be proud of. And I would leave a legacy that would give back to the world in a profound way. And one of the first steps I did was I wanted to learn NLP. I wanted to master the skills of neuro-linguistic programming because it had helped me so much in the past. And so I spent six months studying it, taking the course and getting my certification and utilizing it in my sales position, in my job. And then one day I started having these strange occurrences happen at work, right? Like I mind you that I was working six days a week. I was working a lot. I was working 12 hour days because he had high expectations and it was a high end gym. So we had a really, really high, um, we had a lot of expenses that had to be covered. And so we had to work to cover those expenses so we could also have a profit. And so my sales quarter was high and I had to deliver, which also created a lot of stress in my life because if I didn't deliver, we didn't make money, hence I wouldn't get commission. So I had to deliver. And so what started occurring was that I started having symptoms of stress. At the time, I didn't know it was stress. I didn't know that, you know, when you start getting dizzy, when you start like having being nauseous and like the room spinning and their heart starts palpitating and running, that that is actually a, a symptom of something is wrong. Right? I just kept working. I was just like, well, this is going to be fine. But the one thing that really stood out to me was one day I was on my way home. I had to put gas on my car. And I was at the gas station. And the whole gas station, the whole, like this, everything just started spinning. And I literally felt like I was going to pass out. And the only way that I could stay upright was that I grabbed the um, the top of the car and held on to it 
and I put the, the gas in the car and I literally sat in the car and I called my wife and I said, I don't know how to drive home. I am so dizzy. And I was like, I don't know, like, can you maybe help me or can you like pick me up? Like, what am I going to do? And she said, well, listen, just sit down, relax a little bit, see what happens. And then if, if, if nothing changes, then we'll figure it out. And so I sat there for about 30 minutes and then it started to calm down and I could drive home. And then the following morning, I had to call in sick because I was like, I was dizzy. I had nausea. I was just all over the place. And I had this little voice that started screaming in the back of my head saying, quit your job. Quit your job, right? There's nothing logical about it. I had worked there for about nine months at this time. And I was just like, why would I quit a job? You know, like it's a good paying job. Why would I do that? But there was still this little voice that kept nagging and nagging and nagging and saying, quit your job. Quit your job. Quit your job. Quit your job. I didn't know why, but at some point I just couldn't resist it anymore. And I went to my boss and I said, listen, I quit. Which of course he wasn't happy with because he had huge plans for me. And so he offered me a raise, which is something I never anticipated in my life. But I still decided to quit. And after I quit, a whole new world opened up because all of a sudden I was like, okay, I'm going to open up my own business now where I coach and help people with their lifestyle, help them get healthy in their body, mind, and their spirit. And one of the things that I stumbled on was a man called Brandon Bouchard. Now, you might not be familiar with him. You might be familiar with him. Anyway, he is a speaker. He is a writer, an author. He is a personal development type of coach or mentor, a teacher. And uh, he had an event in Los Angeles in, I believe it was in December, November or December of that year of 2014. Um, and so one of my friends that I had studied NLP with, I said, listen, if you can pay for your own trip, I'll pay the hotel. Let's go, you know, let's spend some time together and let's create a business that's on fire. And so he agreed and we went for four days, which was the most incredible experience in my entire life. So if you ever get a chance to go to High Performance Academy with Brandon, highly recommended. It was an absolutely amazing experience. Four days with high achieving people that see possibilities, that support you and guide you to find the answers to your issues and problems in your company or in your personal life. And one of the things that Brandon is known for is always saying, bring the joy, bring the joy, bring the joy, bring the joy. And until I met Brandon and all the people there, I had no idea what joy really means. It wasn't until I had experienced his joy and seeing him bring joy to every single individual in the crowd, but also seeing that energy that he had as he was on stage, I was like, I want that. That's the type of life I want. Somebody who has been lit on fire, 
has shown me a path, a path to having a life that is undeniably on fire and full of joy. And so those four days, I just took in everything I could, everything I could. I spoke to as many people as I could. I learned from as many people as I could, connected with as many people as I could. And when I came back to Toronto, I just went full force on my company. Full force. Website. All of it. I did it all on my own. I had no idea how to do a website. So I had to learn. I had to learn how to do the, the website. I had to learn how to do design. I had to learn how to do graphic design, which I then outsourced uh, on Fiverr and got uh, some somewhat okay graphic designs for some of it was not the greatest had I paid a friend for my logo like I w just went all in I invested into myself I invested into myself now here comes the challenge that arose from that is that I decided to invest in me and because I did that my wife felt fear because she couldn't fully, as much as she said she was supportive of me building my own business, she couldn't understand why I just had quit this job, gone out on a limb and let all of my income go, jumped into this, invested money in myself and this, this was just like nonsense to her. But see, the thing that she didn't understand from my viewpoint was that I had had an awakening. I had had the, the experience of my mother's death wake me and shake me to pull the rug underneath my feet and to make me realize that there has to be more in life than what was at the time given to me. And so I had to take a risk. I had to take a risk because had I stayed in the same circle I would have stayed in this sales position. I would have potentially become a manager at this gym or maybe a co-owner of another gym that he was going to open. And then I would have stayed there. But I had a different calling inside of me. And this is where often at times it's hard to explain to others when you hear this voice inside of you calling out and asking you to do something we all have this voice we all have this voice the difference is that many of us are too afraid to take action on what the voice tells us or we are so unclear and so chaotic in our mind that we cannot even hear this voice. The voice is there. But often we have so much chaos in our head that we just can't hear it. And so it gets distorted with all these other voices, loud noises, whatever you might call it. And then we don't take any action. Because we simply just don't know which way to go. And I get it. I have been there. I've been in this state of complete, utter uncertainty and massive chaos in my mind. Which is one of the reasons why I started meditating. Started journaling so that I could create space in my head to, to hear this voice. 
So I get it. I understand when people from the outside, they look or they looked at me and they're like, this guy is fucking insane. Like he had a great job. He let it go. Now he's doing this. Like this makes absolutely no sense. I get it. But they didn't see what I saw. They didn't feel or know what I knew. And so I had to go. I had to take the risk because here's the thing. Worst case scenario, I could always come back to that job or get a job similar to that. I would have potentially taken a financial um, loss. But so what? Would I stop myself from fully living of an amazing life that was on fire instead of staying in what was just good? Like most people do? Hell no. I had come too far and experienced too much. And because of my mother's death, I had been like I was just awoken to something bigger. To something different. To the question that nagged me every day is like, is this all there is to life? There has to be more to life. Life has to be more joyful and more amazing than what I was experiencing. And so I went. But it created a tremendous amount of stress in my marriage and a tremendous amount of disconnect between us because all of a sudden, from being the husband that was a quote-unquote steady worker, I was now an entrepreneur. And an entrepreneur is not a safe job. An entrepreneur is not safe when you are married, when you want to have kids, and you are in a relationship that is supposed to be somewhat secure and safe. And so she would yell at me. She would get angry at me. She would tell me I was lazy. She would tell me the most horrifying things and make me believe that, yeah, fuck, I couldn't do this. I should go back, get a job, and just do what everybody else did. But I didn't. I didn't. I stayed my course. I opened my business, and off I went. So take out your notebook and your pen. Here are my questions for you today. What do you know in your life right now that there is more to life than what you're currently doing? Number two, where are you resisting or not paying attention to that voice that is guiding you in life? And number three, where can you bring more joy into your life? So that you can be more on fire, be more happy, be more joyful, and have more in your life. That's all I got for you today. Love and light your way. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Parables of the Divorce CEO. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And please share it with someone who may find the content valuable. Join my coaching program at thedivorceceo.com slash coaching.